This is an SJC Radio production. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to Pit Stop. Finn, this is... This is series six, episode four. He got it right. You can tell his mum's a maths teacher because unlike me, you can add up. We've got... uh, Finn is with us, and I think, Finn, you're going to stay this time? Because last week oh, well, we yeah. were... Oh, yeah, we're in lunchtime at the moment. We are in we, we just had a lunch, so Finn is going to stay. We've got Will uh, as, as normal. So, yeah. hello, boys. Hello. 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 Okay, start off as usual. Now, I've got very little to say here on this book, because we can start off with... Oh, oh you oh, sorry. potato. Sorry. Um, I've got the schedule on Finn's phone, and I've just lost it. Right. News. Is there any news? I mean, I, I didn't see much this morning. Uh, Anything? I, all I have. You, you told us something, but it didn't mean a great deal to Will and I. Um, basically, um, an F, current F2 driver, Jury Bips. I yep. don't know what team he raced for, but um, he is taking part in the Red Bull in FP1. Okay. I, I'm just excited to see how he gets on. Yeah, I don't really know anything about him. I don't really follow. I mean, I don't think really I like F2, but I think. <clears throat> Unless you've got sort of Sky Sports, it's probably quite difficult to follow F2, isn't it? Yeah, I thought, Have you been I, watching it? I sometimes. Sometimes, okay. I know Ed's quite keen on his F2. Uh, anything else, Will? Um, I thought, actually... Oh, sorry, I've done it again. Sorry, I keep on losing the schedule. Look, well, I've done it now. Right. Okay, so not, not a great deal of news, uh, but there was quite a bit of action... Um, Last week, of course, it was the uh, MotoGP from where was it from? A track that you say you like a lot. It's forgotten. Come on, it's Le Mans. It's, it's Le Mans. Le Mans. Yeah. Uh, well done. It's the Le Mans Bugatti track, which you really like, don't you? I like that. Now, then, actually, the Bugatti circuit actually did hold a, a Grand Prix, a Formula One race. Now, I'm going to guess the year here. I think it might have been 1968. That's a complete guess. 68 was. Uh, or it might be 1970. That's a complete guess. Will searching this on the phone for me. Um, the Formula 1 drivers um, at that time, whichever year it was, they, they didn't like it at all. They thought it was a bit too stop-start. It used to hold Finn um, a Formula Formula 1000 race. Formula 1000 oh, yeah. being what? Formula 2 is now. What year was it? 1967. Oh, one year out. 67. I said 68. Um, it was 67. There we go. Uh, but 
I, no, I like it. For MotoGP, I think, I think it's, a, it's a great circuit. It's not the easiest to overtake on. So Moto2, MotoGP, probably fewer overtakes than you, you would see in, in most races. I'm going to go through, let's go backwards from three down to one. Moto3, as usual, really exciting race. Lots of overtaking. Uh, Juame, I can never get his first name. Juame Masia won. Uh, it went down to the last corner. Because Sasaki, who was second, who's never won a Moto3 race, overtook Masia, I think, in the sort of third to last corner. But he went, he took too wide a line into the final corner, and Masia went under him. So, very exciting end, ending. Guevara uh, was third. My man, the chap I've tipped for the championship, Sergio Garcia, I think it was only seventh. Still think he'll win the championship, though. Moto2, we had on pole position Pedro Acosta. The chap who dominated oh, Moto, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dominated Moto three last year was many people's favourite for the championship. Has done very little so far. It's quite a difficult move to make from Moto three to Moto two. He was on pole and uh, he crashed out whilst leading. His teammate Adrian Fernandez won. I did predict that. Didn't tell you that. You'd, you'd, but also, but I, I did predict trusted. that. The prediction doesn't count if you don't tell us. It was predicted in my head. Um, second place mentioned before. Aaron Canet, who I'm predicting to win the championship. Uh, Chancha was third. Vietti, championship leader, again, nowhere. Nowhere. He couldn't even get out of qualifying one. Um, so it's really interesting. I, I said this last week. Aaron Canet, in my opinion, is going to win the Moto2 championship. Now, MotoGP, we'll, come, we'll talk about predictions afterwards. Wheels looking very smug. Just because you got the just because you got the lead, it's not piggy. Right. So first place, Anea Bastanini. Second place, Jack Miller. Third place, Alicia Spargaro, Mister Consistent Alicia Spargaro. Anea Bastanini. He's won three races this season. Guess what his second best finish is when he hasn't won. What's been his best finishing position? Fourth. Eighth. Eight, yeah. It's and like that. And then it's like twelfth. This is insane, isn't it? So yes, he's like the only podiums he's had is when he's been on the top of the podium. No seconds, no thirds. To win a championship, you've got to accumulate points. But he either wins or, or does nothing. Um, so quite extraordinary. Quattawaro, who a lot of us thought would win, he finished fourth. He had a terrible start. And overtaking isn't easy at Le Mans. I guess overtaking if you're on a Yamaha. It's quite a long start finish straight. It's going to be difficult for him. Uh, uh, old um, with the bag Naya was leading. What happened to him when he was leading? Crashed out. Crashed out. Yeah. I know. So yes, in fact, there's a, quite a good battle actually. Very good battle between bag Naya and Bastianini. Some really good battling, and um, I, I think that bag Naya was a bit rattled by Bastianini's aggressiveness, and he eventually loses it. Now, moving on to the all-important predictions table, Will is looking very smug. Because Will correctly predicted that Bastianini would win. And I think I said at the time, I kind of smiled. Maybe I chuckled inwardly when he said Bastianini to win. No, because I did say, didn't I? I, I? I said, I think we've reached a point now where the 2022 Ducati is outperforming the 2021 Ducati. And Bastianini is on the 2021 Ducati. So I thought, poor old Will, he's gone with Bastianini, but he ain't going to win that. Well, I got that wrong, didn't I? So, uh, Finn remains... Top. I didn't close the gap at all. Slightly frustrating. You went with Quattararo, Binder, Bagnaya. Binder on the, K- the KTMs are having a complete nightmare. Avoid the KTMs. Bagnaya, well, in all fairness, Quattararo won. Bagnaya, three. Very good predictions. Nil point. 
I don't know why I went no back point. Binder. Uh, yeah, forget, forget yeah. Binder. Uh, me, excellent predictions. I mean, Quasraro first, everybody's favourite. Bagnaya second, who led. Zarco third on home ground. Nil point. No points. And Will, a crazy prediction of Bastianini winning. Sensible decision, a prediction of Quasraro second. Sensible um, prediction, Zarco third. Uh, of course, top score with 25 points. So, if it's just us three, I think it's just us three in the in, in the hunt now. So, Finn, 195. Me, 145. It's a shame I didn't close that gap. Will, 95, hunting us down. I did get one prediction absolutely spot on. And I did this one. I actually said, Will, I said, when I was talking about other events on this weekend, I said that there was IMSA action from Mid-Ohio. And I said, and you can double check this, that the Acuras would dominate. It was an Acura 1-2. So, well, kind of... You didn't specifically say it would be a 1-2. Oh, I have to double check that. I might have. I might well have said that. Uh, now, going back to news, there is a, a news item we haven't mentioned, and it's about me. What's my news? Uh, well, I, I will did I tell you. I did. I told you. I'm sure I told you. Thank you, Mark. Oh, yeah, you have. You definitely have. What, what's my news? Will doesn't know this. What's my news? Well, Mr. Bird's going to Monza. I am. To watch. I'm going to Monza. Round. Yeah, round four. So we had round two was at Spa. One or two got very wet. Round three is the biggest motor race in the world. We won 24 hours. Round four is at Monza. It's the weekend before we break up. I'm going there. So very excited about that. I think it might be. We think it might be the debut for the new Peugeot. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're quite ex- the one without the wing. Oh. No, I don't, hopefully they put a wing on it by now. But we think Peugeot might be. So that'll be... In terms of overseas races, Will, how many overseas races do you think I've been to? Overseas races. I don't know how many times you've been to Le Mans. Okay, so did I have a guess? Twelve. Okay, have a guess. Obviously, you've been to Le Mans 24 times. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, 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 so have a guess. Uh, I'm going to go 30. This will be my 49th. 49th overseas race. I've got to get another one in to get up to my house entry. Now, in terms of races in this country, I've been to hundreds. I've probably been to about 300 races in this country. So I've probably, I wish I kept a list of all the races I've been to, but I've probably been to about 400 races. Mm. About that. I've been to literally hundreds. Um, any questions about that? You might have a question about that. Which one was your favourite to go to? Yeah, that's the obvious question to ask. I'm not even sure I can answer that. Which is the best race or best venue I've been to? Both. It's going to be easier to go for venue. The best venue I've been to... Well, I, I, this is the question I've answered before. The best place to watch motorsport... I've got some favourite places. Turn 1 Catalonia. had the Red Bull Ring. Catalonia's great time. Yeah, it is, it is. But Turn 1, Red Bull Ring, you see the whole start finish straight, all the way up to Turn... They call it Turn 3. You see the infield. Great place to watch. I also really like, and I'll be doing this obviously in a, in a couple in about five weeks' time. Do you know the Ascari chicane at Monza? Yeah. I love sitting there. So I'll be do, I will be sitting there in a few weeks' time. Um, other great venues. Oh, there's. I've... There's probably I'll probably think of some after this recording and kick myself that, that I did too. Now, best I can't answer best race I've been to. That's almost impossible for me to answer. I've been to too many races. To actually come up with the best race. What races stick in I'll tell you what, races that stick in my mind, not say the best races. Le Mans 89, my first visit to Le Mans, because I've always wanted to go to Le Mans. 
And when I was there, it was like, this is just amazing. I can't believe I'm here. It's just mind blowing. So that's one of the races that really, you know, sticks in my mind. My first, my first Grand Prix was Silverstone 83. And we watched it between Stowe and Club. And I remember just being there and being like, wow, this is amazing. You've seen in my slides. Um, and actually, this might surprise you, Will, a lot of my slides, all my slides in that event, where were they taken, Finn? Pit lane. In the pits. Yeah, so in those oh, days, yeah, Will. Yeah. That's a great one, a, a it, Prost. Yeah, uh, that Renault. Oh, that's yeah. it. Right. In those days, Will, you could go into the pits, pit lane walkabout. It cost about five pounds for pit lane pass. That's like five hundred And I remember because I, I I was taking lots of photographs. I used to really like the Elf, the eighty three Elf Romeo, beautiful car, oh, sponsored by Marlborough. And I remember there was a policeman there. There, there was a rope in front of the piece of uh, quite big. It was the sort of top part of the car, the bodywork. And the policeman said, "Do you want to? Do you want to go over the rope and get closer?" Yes, please. So I actually was really up. up I, remember, I, I can remember that very well. Then I remember after pit lane walkabout, I couldn't find my dad. <laughs> I couldn't find it because well there were thousands of people there. I was in the pits by myself, Will. I couldn't. You know, you know. What are you thinking, Will? Finn? The golf man. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Explain this. What are you talking about? Basically, there was um, with me, Will, and Chat were at the golf course. Yes. And there was this one man. When they were doing it, there's two halves of the course. There's one half across the road. Yes. And they got to the second tee, and this man just drove off. When you say drove off, you <laughs> he mean just drove off in a car. Yeah, drove off. And right. This kid and his, his like, oh. brother was just left on the. Oh, they were left there. That's not very nice. Well, this is quite different <laughs> because I do remember I couldn't find my father, and I might have been a little bit upset because I couldn't could not find him at all. How old were you? No, not, not, not very young. I'm not going to tell you. I'm very young. I was very young. Right, let's move on. Um, what do you? What number was that? Ten. I, I was young. I was very young. I was very young. Right. Um, also, I remember that day. It was unbelievably hot. The 83rd Grand Prix. It was absolutely boiling. Did I tell you that we arrived? We're sort of going off. I'm not waffling as such. Um, but we arrived at the circuit Saturday evening, and we had all the camping kit. I'm sure I've talked about this before. When we got to the track, some of my brother's friends uh, were there. Oh my god! I'll tell you about this. Is it the one where you slept in the ditch? Yes. Where they slept in I the ditch. I've spoken about this before. On, on Not on this, but you right. spoke. So, so what happened? My brother, being year eleven, um, you know, a bit of a rebel. So, so I don't know how old you are now. You're no, twelve. You I'm not. I'm not commenting on that. Will. So we we arrive at the racetrack. So my my father, my brother, myself, in my car. My brother sees his friends from school. He gets out the car and says, "Look, I'll find you in the campsite." My father and I go and get 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 our tent set up. In fact, we couldn't get to the main campsite. We had to go to a smaller one. Uh, unfortunately, my brother and his mates couldn't find us because I think they were all going to sleep in our tents. They couldn't find us, and three of them had to stay slept in a ditch. In the main campsite, it was a very cold evening as well. So the three of them sort of huddled together in a ditch, and they found us the next morning. And I, I was—I remember my, my, my setup. I had a, an inflatable lilo sleeping bag, very nice tent. I was listening to Queen on my personal stereo. Yeah, I remember this. It was the album Sheer Heart Attack. Lovely. And I remember seeing them approaching our, our campsite in the morning, looking a little bit bedraggled, having spent the entire night sleeping in a ditch um so what there we go so that, that obviously with your little personal thing and then did, listening with your headphones i can remember all this do you know what a personal stereo is 
Isn't it like where you like have it like connected? To yes, it's, it's like a small like, cassette player. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I had Sheer Heart Attack. When I ever hear the, the the Queen album, Sheer Heart Attack, very good album. It reminds me of Silverstone '83. Right. That was a bit like one of my lessons. I've started. I've gone off topic. I've started waffling. So let's go back to what's up this weekend. Um. So coming up, it's the what is it? Catalonia. It Spanish is. Grand Prix. What do we think of that circuit, Finn? Um, I think it's actually all right. Except but there's a butt coming up, isn't there? There's a big butt. Disgusting chicane. Yes, we don't like the chicane. It's horrible. Mickey Mouse. I mean, I like Too it. slow. I like it for testing. But, but it's the last, the last sector. I mean, sorry. The last sector is pretty, Pe- pretty awful. People who... There's a lovely sweeping ride. Th- those sad people who regularly listen to us. I've heard this many, many times before that we don't like the last sector of Barcelona. And Will, I've actually sat in the grandstands in the last sector thinking, this is crazy as I've been there. Not for the Grand Prix. It was lovely, but there used to be a lovely sweeping bike, which was very sketchy. Which they they used for the MotoGP still. But you've you've got fast cars going around slow corners, which does nothing for me. Right, okay, so, um, no, I, I was reading, actually, this morning on Crash, Crash.net that they're going to, it's kind of Mercedes' sort of last hope at getting their current car to work. They're going to bring loads of modifications. Yeah. I, I've said, I, I might have said this before, not on air, but I think if your basic concept of your car is wrong, I don't think you can correct that. I think the car, you have to start from scratch. Yeah. Um, you can't, you'll just end up being, because if one, uh, like, because you could base your all your other upgrades or development on one thing, that yes. if it doesn't work, yeah. then, well, you just, you might as well, they but might also, as well look at an older but, but, model but, but, and try and. I mean, very, what do you mean? Formula One car is a very complex thing, and you might change one thing, but that have might... You might improve one aspect of the car, but that might result in another aspect of the Would car. Would you like to know a good example of this? Okay, what, what is this? Uh, 76 Spanish Grand Prix. This is impressive. This is when James Hunt was disqualified. James Hunt was disqualified because his car was too too long. Oh, and it was, was And it completely destroyed the whole car for about five races. Ah, I see. So what you're saying is oh. they, they had to make a change to the car. Yeah, and it was just it's, ruined. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit like... Though. With a Formula 1 car... It's, it's not just a question of having the best engine. It's how all the various different parts of the car sort of work together. It's a bit like a rugby team. The world's best rugby team is not necessarily going to be made up, up of the 15 best rugby no, players. It's how those people it might just be the best combination. So you might not need the best scrum half and fly half, but you, you will need the best combination. So you, Best scrum half fly half combination. Who is that? Me and Will. Oh, who's the scrum half? Will. Will? Yes, Will's very good. And who's the fly half? <laughs> oh, you. Me, I, I used to be a fly half. Yeah, actually. So me. Right, so um, I've got a lovely. Hold on, we are waffling slightly. So it's there lots of upgrades, and if it if it doesn't work, they're gonna. I think they're just going to. They're gonna stop trying basically. So I think they'll look at building a car up for next year. So this is Mercedes's last hope. Oh, actually, the only thing is though, of all the circuits which you know, uh, tell you how good a car is, Barcelona is the best one. So if their car's not very good, I've got a feeling it's going to be pretty disastrous at Barcelona. Okay. And then I imagine they'll, they won't bring in a new car, but I think they'll look to look ahead to, to the next year's car and, and not make any further developments. So the basic concept is wrong. Once the concept oh, is wrong, I've got it now. 
Okay, what's that for you? I was thinking of something I just thought about now. Right, okay. Well, it might come back to you. Let's go to predictions. Predictions. Uh, can, can you give me a bit of paper, Will? I think you should test me on my... Uh, oh, we will, we will do that. Uh, any paper will do. And a pen, there'll be a pen over there. Any paper will do, and a pen. I have to say, doing Formula One predictions is not the most exciting thing in the world, is it? I think it is, because I think I'm... It's right so obvious right. what's going to happen. Finn has to predict first, because he's leading. Huh. Finn? Are you just going to copy... Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to copy you. I'm going to go... Right. right. The danger is that you copy us, so you maintain yeah, exactly. your lead. So you go first. Big, long backstroke. I'm going to go for Stappen to win. Yeah. Leclerc I almost fall asleep writing these formal predictions down. Um, Will, go. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Signs to win. To win? Yeah. Oh, win. he's Spanish, isn't he? Oh, that's a good point, isn't it? Uh, Verstappen, second, and Paris, third. It's all, about, it's all about making sure you get the winner here, like me. Well, you still well I've, got to go, I've got to go differently to, to you, Finn. So I'm going to go for Leclerc to win. It's not going to happen. Let's go for a Ferrari 1-2. Leclerc, Signs... Verstappen. Yeah, now, someone's going to be right on the money. I know. I know it. Well, what, what, well, let's face it. We, we know that won. either Verstappen, signs or Leclerc will win. We all know that. So one of us will do really well. Um, excellent. I just think because signs is Spanish. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. what I did for the Mexican Grand Prix after Paris? Actually, no, he was, he was third. third. But still. Right. Yeah, but like, come on, they're, they're both, they're both a able to win. And I think, no, Leclerc, will, is, I think Leclerc will crash. Signs is doing so. No, Unfortunately, he's, he's signs, completely cracking. The trouble is, once you've had a poor run of form, it's very difficult but to change that because, because, because the pressure builds. I think this will be. Oh, gosh, well, I, I think I put him he, second as well. He can either he can either try he he'll either crack under the pressure of it being his home race, he or he will just realise that he needs to step up his I'll game. Tell you, tell you, who I think it might do well. Yeah. Uh, what happened? To I, I tell you who I tell you who I think might go well. McLaren might go well. Oh, I've got it. McLaren. Um, Audi. Audi have been trying to buy McLaren. But really? Zach Brown says no. So says no. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I did. Well, we talked about Audi last week because they're not doing the WEC, which is stupid because they should be doing the WEC. Um, Audi belong in the WEC of the month, but, but, but never mind. Right, Finn. And now, what we did last week, um, I kind of quizzed oh, yeah. Will on his world championship knowledge. He, he, he did well. I gave him some difficult questions. Are you confident? You confident? Um, if, if you avoid the 60s, I'm right. properly confident. Let's ask me a few questions. So we're, 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 we're I'll give them an easy one. So we're, we are testing the fin. Right, so, uh, Will, first one. 1979. <sighs> yeah. 99, Schechter. Is the right answer. Wow, that's good. Okay. I'm going to the same one that I gave you last week, which you got wrong. 1985. Ooh. Mm, okay. Ooh, not so it's Prost or PK. You are right. It's one of those two. Okay, so. And actually, funny enough, you 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 said one of those two, and you got the wrong one. Oh, big hold. Um, what do we got? I'm going for. Okay, I'm gonna go. Come on, come on. I'm gonna go PK. You're wrong. Oh. I said PK. PK it's was actually, actually funny. Sorry, PK was eighty-seven. Well, PK was PK was eighty-one. 83, 87, Pross was 85. Who was there when Pross was crowned world champion? You. Who was there? You. I was. It was a brown set, Grand Prix Bureau at Brown's Hatch, also Nigel Mansell's first ever win. I was there. Right, let's give you another one. Give another one, Will. Okay, uh, so, 
One out of two. You'd be kicking yourself off this, won't you? Off you go. Probably. Don't try and give you a hard one. I'll, I'll, I'll do one. Okay, let's go for um, 1978. It was dominated by this particular team because they came up with the ground effects. Right, the the ground, ground effects concept, which of course has been introduced this year. I know who it is, Mario Andretti. Is the right answer. Does In the Lotus 79, the first ever ground effect car. That. And let's go for two more, Will. Okay. Um, I, I, I know the answer. 64. No, he doesn't do the 60s. Oh, I think that's fair enough. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Jim yeah. Oh, no, it's Bradley. Um, 74. Oh, okay. I have to think about that one. I think I know the answer. You, you say it first and I'll say it. 74. 74. Uh, 74. Paldi. I'm going to say for the Paldi as well. <laughs> yeah, it's for the Paldi. And last question, and that's very good, Flynn. Let's go for... Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. 1980. Adam Jones. Is, well done. I reckon he got them all right apart from... Yeah, the one that... Four out of five. 85. 85. Silly one Nobody remembers Pross from the 85 season, do they? It's because it was, it was Nicky Loud was 84. He was. I don't understand that. One day is madness. Nicky Lowen came back from an 84. Yeah. In all fairness, an 84, McCarran did dominate. Yeah, Nicky Lowen was. Only one. 84, Will. How many points did Lowder win by in 84? Probably loads. No, 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 it wasn't. What? It's the complete opposite of loads. How many do you think? Uh, it's less than that. What? Oh, 0.5. It's 0.5. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lino and Spa last year. Yeah. It was rained off, so they get half points. Right. So we're talking about the Monaco Grand Prix of 84. I remember watching that because I'd been on that day, Will. I'd been, I used to be in the CCF at school. I was in the RAF section and we went flying chipmunks at RAF Abington. So we would be in a, a chipmunk is a, is a twin seater training propeller plane. And we would do like loops and stuff. And I remember getting back to school and then running out to my boarding house to make sure I got, got to see the start of the Monaco 84 Grand Prix. Very wet conditions. Matt Nigel Matt's was leading that race. He crashes out. Alan Pross won the race, but but had the race gone on for another lap, guess who would have won his first ever race? Ed Senna in the Tolman was closing in on Alan Pross. Oh my God, I watched this. Right, yeah. I know, I know. I, I should have known that. Because, you should have known that. And, as, um, and because it was stopped... Because Senna was... It was really, really, really like... Uh, but I, think, I have a feeling that... Uh, what's his face? Who did you say won it? Pross. Pross won it. Pross was like closing down. He was like, but he was he was kind of signaling to Jackie X was the I think was the was the clerk of the course and he was waving trying to get the clerk of the course to stop the race and and I think next lap the race was stopped. But one more lap, Senna would have overtaken Pross and he was in the Tolman. The Tolman was fresh. Well, we're not massively competitive in those days, so that's very evident there. There and so was a great talent. Um, didn't go to half, they ran less than half the race, half points were awarded, so hence uh, Prost had a, I don't know, it would be four, four and a half points. Because got one Four point. and a half, to, well it used to be nine points to a win in those days, much more sensible than 25. So he would have got four and a half points, so that explains why at the end of the season, the difference between Lauda in first and Prost in second was half a point. So Lauda got one point and then it actually got, so it actually got him half a point. No, Lauda retired in that race, but over the course of the season, the reason why it was a half-point gap is because half-points were awarded oh, at, at, at Monaco. Guys, we've got to stop it there because we're rapidly approaching the end of lunch break, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I need to go. Just actually. saying, did you know that Lauda is the only ever driver to win in both McLaren and Ferrari? I did not know that. 
I'm just. I'm sure you're right, there, Finn. Uh, sure. Well, on that bombshell, I think we'll end it there. So, oh wait, Frost won. Well, hold on, hold oh, on, hold on. Frost didn't win a championship in Ferrari. He did not win a championship. Um, he almost, he almost did in 1990. No, Suzuka. That's when Senna took him off at turn one. Right, on that bombshell, we'll leave it there. So until next week, it's goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye. This was an SJC radio production. The presenters were Mr. Bird, Will, and Finn. The editor, Mr. Bird, and the producer, Tom Russell. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well